0: Hello, my name is Claire, and you are listening to the Hypno Birthing Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope everybody is doing good. Today's episode is really exciting. I spoke to Leanne from Birthhood all about being a doula. What is a doula? What are the different types of doulas? How can doulas best support you? Why are they worth it? We talked for a while about about doulas and it was a really really great conversation I loved it it's something that I see for myself in my future being a doula so talking to her was fascinating for me but also hopefully really really helpful for you guys as well to have a listen to just in case you are interested or intrigued by how a doula can help you thank you so much to Leanne for coming on and I'll play the episode for you now So hello Leanne, thank you so much for coming onto to the podcast, if you would like to introduce yourself to everybody.
1: Hi, so I am Leanne and I run um, Birthhood, which is um, a business supporting all pregnant folk basically, so from birth through, well pregnancy through to birth, um, I offer hypnobirthing services, yoga services for perinatal, throughout the perinatal period and I'm also a doula, so um, I know that's what we're going to be talking about today, so yeah. I thought. Is. Yeah, exciting. It's so, the I think the world of doulas, like they're definitely becoming more popular. Like so many
0: people that I, I teach now and that I talk to on this podcast who come and share their birth stories, a lot of them now talk about how they've got a doula or they had a doula. So I definitely think it's becoming something that's much more um, widespread and attainable. I feel like at one point a doula seemed like something that only you know really privileged people would have. But I think now it's definitely becoming more um more widespread and more um
1: yeah more achievable for people so I think that you've hit an nail on the head I think because I transitioned out of my previous job last year after being in the birth world for three, like three or four years um to become a doula and lots of people kind of said do you think really there's going to be a like a need for you and and so on and yeah I've absolutely been fully booked throughout my journey so yeah. um and I think it is that it is attainable because people realise and also it's the priorities and shifting kind of that mindset of what they actually want for that pregnancy and birth rather than kind of like the fancy pram or whatever. So, yeah, I think people yeah. are going to shift. I think because of the kind of crisis in maternity services as well, people are really starting to want to feel more in control. So, yeah, definitely think it's it's on the up
0: it's becoming more needed probably isn't it as you said yeah. with the you know the the issues that we have with midwives and things like that and the system it's yeah having that continuity of someone to support you continuity. that's
1: literally it yeah yeah absolutely
0: okay so there are a few different types of doulas would yeah. you just talk us through the different types of doula that you can have
1: yeah so um i work as a like full spectrum doula so i'll work through pregnancy Um, birth and postnatal Um, and so you can have like an antenatal doula who would basically support you through that antenatal process so they would give you antenatal education they might attend appointments um, they'll be there to debrief you after appointments um, signpost you to support kind of go through all your options and things like that so um, that is the least option that people go for with me because they tend to want to go for the full package which would include antenatal birth and postnatal um although some then do have a birth only package so I'll go through those two so a a full doula package would you would get support antenatally and then throughout the the birth and then have some sessions postnatally so that is, as you said before, about continuity, it's that full continuity of care from booking through to that 12-week postnatal support. So, um, And if they attend the birth, it's about them um, being present from when you are ready and you need them through to that at the actual birth of the baby, no matter where they are. Obviously, some doulas have specific preferences as to what type of births they support so that's something that obviously you might need to consider um but yeah a birth doula would be the person that you would have with you throughout that birth process um and then a postnatal doula is someone you'd hire to support you once you've had your baby so that can be in like immediately following the birth um but it can be your postnatal all the time so you can hire a postnatal doula whenever you've had a baby and i i think people don't understand that when it takes like two years for you to your hormones to adjust so that first two years is is really important and a postnatal doula isn't there to kind of babysit they're there to look after that those new parents and they're there to um, support that transition into parenthood so their role might be listening to their birth story debriefing providing a safe space It also might be doing some household jobs just to to help them adjust, um, supporting them with errands, kind of like holistic care and looking at kind of postnatal recovery and fueling the body and cooking and and like bringing meals and things like that. So. I know when I work with postnatal clients, I tend to do a bit of baby sitting, if you like. So I allow the the, the new mum to go and have a sleep or a shower, or I do their hair, and it is just basically the phrase is mothering the mother, um, yeah. and and that's what that postnatal responsibility is, and it is it, it is beautiful. It's such a nice. I think my fa- my favorite thing is to work throughout antenatally through to postnatal because the relationship you build is just magic. But I've worked with all three, and it, the job, either any of those those doula support services are just amazing for both me and for my clients. Yeah, so, yeah it lovely.
0: sounds it. I mean, I yeah, the thought of having somebody there with you, like yeah, as you said, not just through that kind of first part in the birth, but particularly you know, if you're a first time first time parent, it's so overwhelming, isn't it? It's just completely new. Like I remember just not having a clue what was going on, what I was doing, feeling very sleep-deprived, recovering from labor as well. And as you said, all the hormones. So having that
1: person there that knows what they're doing in a way as well. And it's like normalizing it as well, because I think there's so much pressure on new parents to kind of get out there, do this. But actually, I think I really... And and you'd find that most doulas will really try and normalise that postnatal period and the postpartum nature, um, so that you know that it's it's normal to want to stay inside, and actually it's better for you to just to rest rather than a kind of like rush and get out. And because of the physiological changes, but also hormonal, and that you said the fatigue, like. Yeah. It's just having someone go. This is normal. You don't need yeah. to do anything. Like yeah. you, you are allowed to feel this way, um, and you are, and it is. It's re- It's just full reassurance. Um, I know if I I didn't know about doula's when I um, had my children, and I one hundred percent would have benefited from the support from from all, and but especially postnatal after my first baby, because yeah. um, that hit like a ton of bricks for me. Um, yeah. I was. I don't think anyone can prepare you but having if I had someone just to keep that safe space for me just to breathe and feel supported oh god that would have made such a difference so yeah magic yeah.
0: it's yeah I mean it's it's amazing that you know these we have these options now and as you said it's not it doesn't just have to be in those first few weeks you know yeah. it can be for you know for a longer period or if someone's particularly struggling at, you know a, few months down the line then that option's there for them. Yep. So if, so I know you said that you have, uh, so most people would tend to book kind of the whole package, but if you had somebody that could only, was only able to choose one of those th- three things, what kind of advice would you give to them as to which one to pick? Because I know everyone's priorities and needs are going to obviously be different, but what sorts of things should they be thinking about in making that decision?
1: um it's quite it is it's quite tough because it needs to be really personal to that client um what i tend to do if i'm if i'm having a conversation with a client and we're looking at kind of which package is most suitable to them it, we have to break down what where their it sounds weird but where their strengths and weaknesses lie kind of emotionally particularly because then the support that they need is is going to kind of be kind of teaching one one way or the other um I think quite a few people tend to get quite a lot of antenatal support through other um, methods but obviously if you've got like a full package you can go all the way through um so a lot of people do want that because it is they want that continuity but I think if they had to like sit really and choose what support they need they need to think what emotional capacity they have to deal with particular situations so for example like I've had clients that would love to have me there at their birth but they know that their postnatal support is where they're going to need it because they've got maybe not much support around so lack of family or there might be a history of like mental health that they know that so if they're if a parent or kind of or something might have got, struggled with kind of postnatal psychosis or something like that then having that support postnatally might be what they need in order to kind of have that security but also it need you need to address kind of yeah what what it is that you want and what might trigger that kind of response that you want to avoid and I think for what i what I've found just through this work is obviously most clients like I say do book the full get all all three support with the package but I've had a few clients say I wish I could um I mean I can I donate my postnatal hours to somebody because actually I've had such a positive experience mm-hmm. through that support in pregnancy and through the birth that they they didn't need that that postnatal support and they and they wanted to donate it, which is which is amazing. So I think I just discuss kind of and I look at them and it has to be their decision, but it, it is very much a case of if you can only afford one, what is going to make the biggest impact yeah. for you? So, uh, but I think that is, that that's the crux of it. It's, it's yeah. but you don't know until you've been in that situation. Okay. So, uh, and obviously the nice thing is, is you, you could always go, right, actually, I want you there for my birth because then I know that my set, my space is safe, that I've got someone to help me advocate and I've got that kind of constant reassurance and know that you could probably say to a family member, can you buy me some postnatal hours for, yeah, I can only afford this but could you possibly instead of buy me baby stuff could you could you do that um yeah. so I think that's where quite a few people tend to yeah. make their preference known but it is dependent on needs
0: yeah of course and it yeah as you said it it probably does take a little bit of of inward uh kind of reflecting doesn't it to to kind of yeah break yourself down almost and see where your strengths and weaknesses are as you said and really looking at where you think you're going to need that support, but often as well, like if you have a very supported, positive pregnancy and then labor, that helps so much with that postnatal period as well, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's, a, yeah, it's looking at all of those things and, um, and the combination of them all. That's a really good, that's good advice. Thank you. Um, so how would somebody find a doula? So obviously we all like have our local areas and I'm sure there's many local doulas, you know, near to everybody yeah but how do you go about finding one? Where do people look for them what what should they be looking for? What's your advice on that?
1: God, it's so tough you know because I have had most of my clients come through social media and and um really? Yeah, and through referrals where they've kind of typed in or they've gone onto Google and typed in kind of, obviously I'm based in Leicestershire, so Doula Leicestershire and, and finding it that way. Or they go onto Instagram and type in Doula Leicestershire or wherever they're from, um, and then they can have a scroll through. Um, I think you, you've obviously got directories, so there's things, places like Doula UK or the Doula Directory, and then there are some lower kind of known, lesser known directories as well that people can be on which I'm not actually on a directory so um I find that a lot of my work is more organically found which it suits me as a person Uh, and I and I think because when you're looking for a dealer what what kind of makes me kind of share like my my resources and stuff the way I do on social media is I want someone to see who they're they're getting clearly on my page so that I know that I'm getting referrals through social media so therefore they need to see who I am in in that channel and I think I've had quite a few interviews where clients have said one of the things they were drawn to me was because I was so open and honest on social media so they could see who they were they felt like they already knew me yeah whereas other doers they before they met them they didn't have the same connection they might have felt they had yeah um, and that's what you're looking for you're looking for somebody who you go you know what this person is the right person to support me through pregnancy and birth this person knows their stuff this person is really keen on improving them their their kind of professional development or or this person's really caring and nurturing and but also a bit of a badass so they can actually (laughs) like protect me they they need to see that needs to come through and before you even interview someone you there's no point having a search and yeah you go on the doula directory you read a bit of a blurb and then you call them up but actually you, yeah it that for me that is one way you can do it and people find that really successful it's quite impersonal yeah. isn't it I suppose yeah I mean, and it's,
0: it's nice to yeah be able to put that face to the name yeah. and hear how they speak and what they speak about and yeah, yeah. I completely agree it's,
1: it's just a very a- personal thing it's, it's really personal Like at the end of the day if that person's going to be there when you are giving birth they're going to yeah. see you potentially completely naked they're going like, to watch your baby come into the world yeah. and you you could think yeah they're really knowledgeable they're really supportive but you don't have a relationship with them and then you they're there at that really special time like I I sit on the bed after they've given birth and feed them chocolate buttons like uh-huh. do who do you want do you yeah. want like it's it's got to be it's it's a tough thing to find a doula um but I think the biggest tip is go on those directories, find it but find them on social media go through their websites see who they are because you need that connection with that person and that's what I feel is makes that's why I'm proud I'm proud when people book me because I know that they've gone but yeah and I, we've seen your social media presence and yeah. we really like you as a person and and so I just wanted to meet you to, to, to double check but we already knew who you were and that's what you need to do when you're looking yeah. but I think if wherever you're from you can pop in google a doula and then your location and and yeah. things will come up but not many people know about if you and I know about the doula directory because I'm a doula if you're not yeah yeah how do you know You know, so most people I think at the moment are literally typing in their location and doula and seeing what comes up. And I've had people follow me for like weeks before they got pregnant just to kind of get a feel and then message me saying, I've been following you. Yeah, yeah, so it's very important that you, you and I think it's really important you start considering a doula technically before maybe you've even got pregnant because... So um, that you have
0: that time, you have that time to decide whether they are the right person for you. If you leave it, I suppose, too late, it, it yeah, it kind of will, you won't have as long, will you, to to make those connections and yeah.
1: build that I relationship. Mean, I, have, I do have people book that are quite late on in pregnancy, Yeah, but I, I'm most, at the moment, like I say, I'm booked through till December and we're in, we're in April. So yeah. people are booking it when they're like six, seven weeks pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they they wouldn't kind of they want they want to know that they've got that support kind of like yeah. in so they've clearly been doing their research they knew they wanted a doula yeah. before they booked so um yeah it's really important it's 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 tough to find one that works with you yeah. especially in your location if you've not got many but yeah I research think, and interviews absolutely I think as well from my um, experience of
0: obviously being a hypnobirthing teacher as you are as well I find that People, cause I, this podcast, actually a lot of people come through to me from this podcast, which is worldwide. So I get a lot of people in other countries and there, there will be hypnobirthing teachers in their area. Maybe not as many, particularly like in the US and stuff. It's obviously not as popular. Um, but I think it's a similar thing where they hear my voice a lot and they feel really familiar with me. And I think again, going on that journey with somebody, you want to be with somebody that you feel really comfortable with and almost like you're you're with a friend and it feels safe so i i definitely can relate to that i feel like it's really similar in how a lot of people come to find me or come to book my courses when yeah. there might be a kind of easier route for them to take but yeah. you know they want to feel comfortable that's the main thing yeah. um so yeah i completely um can understand that and i remember when i was pregnant and i was doing or i was looking at hypnobirthing courses myself as a as a pregnant person I am, um, I remember I found like a few different websites kind of locally and the one that I ended up picking, she just, the way she was, had written on her website, like her website probably wasn't as professional as some of the other ones, but I just really liked the way that she was so, yeah, like kind of friendly and open and wrote how she would talk. And it made me feel instantly comfortable with, with her. Um, so that is definitely, yeah, a, a really important factor. So in terms of how, Doulas work, so we, we spoke a little bit about this um, just before we started recording. Um, but somebody actually asked me to ask you this. So, if I know that many doulas will take on multiple clients at one time, so how does that work? If you have people with similar types of due dates, would you avoid it if their due dates are very close together, or is there a a backup doula that you would have a relationship with that would go out to those people if you were already already busy? Like, how does it work?
1: Yeah, I mean, but I tend to take kind of like a maximum around two clients a month for that reason, and I do try and give a little at least around ten days between due dates because that's how I feel most kind of like confident in my ability to support my my clients. I know other doula's will take people with the same due date, and because they're confident that, that it's unlikely they're going to birth on it's the same. It's probably day. pretty
0: unlikely, isn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've got other, com- like, so for my personal circumstances, I've got other yeah. factors that I need to consider yeah. so that wouldn't work for me. Yeah. Because it, it'd be too, I'd be, i feel too unreliable with my children. Um, yeah. But yeah, backup doulas are certainly something that um a lot of, of people, a lot of doulas use. um There's a few local to me. I've not had to use one yet, but there's definitely a few that I would kind of like recommend. um What, again, it depends on the relationship with your client. What I've found is that my clients, don't want a backup dealer because they're like if it's not you we don't yeah anyone else um but the important thing would be then you'd get to know that backup dealer as well but that's quite difficult to do because that t- that's time and time people can't just give things up for free like this isn't a hobby yeah. it's employment for me and other dealers yeah uh, of course so there's that difficulty how I kind of work it if they're similar is in the contract they know that basically whoever booked first gets that priority so and it sounds harsh but they agree to this prior to right in so it's a conversation we have I'm always completely up front as in from the fact if I've got a weekend away I'm not even on call for them but I'm like look I am away for this weekend so just you know so I am fully transparent but I would say If this client, I'm with you, and this client who booked before you for the same time went into labor, I would have to leave you to attend that birth. And that sounds really harsh. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) But most people would be comfortable. Like, most people, that's not a problem because they know that that chance is actually quite slim. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not happened. Like, it it has, I've not had to do that. I mean, the most births I've taken in a month was three because I was a, it was just the relationships I had with, so one of them had booked because I'd done hypnobirthing with them previously and they just wanted that they came out of their first birth and basically said, we wish Leanne was there, um, which was yeah really lovely. And, and her birth, her second birth was just incredible. It was oh, just, oh wow. yeah. And then, so she, she booked um, and then the other two that month did hypnobirthing with me like a couple of months previous and both was like, we want you. Wow our births um which was lovely but they again they knew that each other's birth dates were similar they were like 10 days apart but it, again it was they wanted that there was yeah. the continuity that they that they wanted that took them through and it, it, it I don't know I think that that was I felt like I was on call anyway so it didn't, didn't matter yeah. to be on call for somebody else it just needed needed to make sure what I did find though that it's, it's as a doula you have to look after yourself and yeah. it was because being on call means so that is when I, I go on call when a client gets to thirty eight weeks. So basically, that means I'm fully ready for the birth. Right. So I'll have childcare things in place. I will have my my birth bag is ready and packed and in my and at the front door ready to go. Um, I have a I don't drink. I've got a full yeah. um tank of petrol. Like everything is basically ready. So if I get the call or whatever time, I can go right. This is what's happening. So it, it it's it's that and it's it's kind of my like anticipatory stress. Yeah, and, like if I could go to bed and go. I could have two hours sleep tonight. Then I have yeah. to get leave my children in the middle of the night, and then not be back for like yeah. twenty hours. Yeah. Um, so and then you have once the baby's born, you have this huge adrenaline rush, and you have to mentally debrief your birth. And then I have a a. a She's not a mentor. She's a, another doula who you, you can go through like a mentoring process, but we debrief to each other. So right. we'll, we'll book that in and you just chat through and, and kind of and go through that process. But it is tiring. It's not the yeah. actual lack of sleep that's tiring. It's that emotional rollercoaster. It's the mental side, yeah. And I mean, I'm not going through half as much physiological change and stress and <laughs> and fatigue as, as the, the clients I'm supporting. But I realised that I do need a few days to decompress yeah. post birth. So if it was a back to back to back birth, yeah, it was t- it's tiring. So um, it is. It's I've got to look after myself. I need to look after myself to be the best dealer. Yeah, I can, I you can. can't you can't give as much, can you? If you were, if you had had a birth followed by a birth,
0: you know, it would be hard for you to give the best of yourself as a dealer as well. Because
1: yeah, you need to decompress. You need to regroup, don't you? Yourself. Yeah, it'd be great that if I could, if I could guarantee when every birth client would go <laughs> yeah. into labour, I you could take on loads of births because you know that's then I can have a couple of days, then I could go that one. Yeah. But, but that's not how birth. <laughs> no, I mean we know that most kind of first-time pregnancies uh, last around forty-one weeks. Yeah, yeah a, a lot of my first-time pregnant uh, pregnant clients, of what I was doing, birth at around thirty-nine weeks. So wow, really. Yeah, it's been really common for the last few births that I've attended. they have been first-time births, so I I've kind of thought I did a week onto the due date, and that's kind of yes. when it's going to be. And I've been completely completely out, so wow. yeah, it's it's definitely it's the it's definitely the unknown. It's so the I, unknown, I, yeah. So I think it is two uh, for me personally. Two clients a month is is where I think it's best. But again, that's that's where that transparency and that open relationship with your clients really important because then they'll know if. I'm not shady at all. Whereas if no. you know your doula's being a little bit kind of coveted in terms, right? Of, then then it might be that they're not might not be the right. And I don't think dealers are uh, any, any dealer are going to be like that to be honest. But no. it's it, if they're not being fully transparent that they've got an X amount of clients and this yeah. is what happens if this happens, then you'd yeah. need to have a conversation. So
0: that's definitely like a really good question for people to ask a potential doula, isn't it? About, you know, this exact thing, how, how many clients do you take on what would happen if another one was in labor? And I guess ultimately if somebody doesn't feel comfortable with whatever the setup might be, then there are, I'm sure there are some doulas that will just take on one client at a time, maybe not as many, but perhaps that, you know, that might be a a route to go down is to try and find somebody that will just be able to to t- take that time for you um but as you said it's so the chances are so slim of that happening if we think about you know the the chances of somebody going to labor on one particular day it's so low but I mean so, you know crazy things happen um so in terms of being in the birth room what would um a doula's job be in the birth room just in general I guess
1: yeah, because uh, I'll say specifically, it, it varies. I, no two births are the same. Um, literally, I can't. I can't say I've done the same thing in any birth. Really? <laughs> for client. Obviously, the the usual things of reassurance, um, maybe looking at some kind of counter pressure, some massage, so that physical support that that will be there, and the emotional support will be there. Um, and but some some clients, I have to really advocate for and have to be a protective of the yeah. space whereas other clients that doesn't doesn't come into it at all it, it's it can be quite bizarre does it, does
0: it depend on environment i guess of where oh that my person's God. giving birth if they're obviously in a oh, hospital you, you're probably more likely to have to advocate more right and then at home yeah, yeah.
1: yeah absolutely I, I have attended a birthday where they didn't send a midwife out but we um because of, well it was during like the junior doctor strike Oh. um so but they this I don't this is where I don't understand the maternity services they were so stretched yet they sent four paramedics so yeah oh my goodness it, it's it's obscure but I, I had to advocate at that home birth just to get them to like and with her birth partner to get them to kind of back off a bit but generally I, that advocating doesn't happen I don't have to kind of remind the clients that they don't want this or they do want this because obviously I know what and I don't give them, answers for them but it, it's knowing their birth plan inside out and things yeah. like that yeah uh, but yeah that that's another thing yeah knowing my client's birth plans really really important knowing what their preferences are and and standing up for those um reminding them asking them questions i think the first thing i normally do is is i'm i'm always, I'm there for both partner and the pregnant person so it's having that making sure that straight away the, the birth partner's all right because actually sometimes they need, they're a bit anxious and they yeah. need to and I go right like go and have a few minutes like she's fine she's with me I'm with her yeah you go and have yourself just a minute go and get a drink have something to eat just have five minutes to calm down so that's that's one thing that I that I might do and I actually tend to do that quite quite often but yeah then just I think the first thing I'll always do is protect the space um as well so make sure that my client feels fully supported and I think (laughs) As a, as a doula, I think there's that kind of hippie notion that people think that you're there kind of going like, oh, there are Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like people think misconception of hip and birth, and it's the same it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, but I'm quite like a, a, a outgoing, quite confident from person, but my personality changes when I'm with a client. Um, they still get me and they still get that bit of fun, but it's that calming approach yeah. to to help them and and looking at assessing what they're doing and how that might be impacting the progress of their labor. For example, they could be so tense. It's just like, we need to rest. You need to like let's get relaxed, yeah. let's get comfortable, which might sound weird when you're in labor, but yeah. uh, you you need to rest and feel and, yeah. and feel comfortable. And the difference that can just make to to somebody because they've not realized how tense they are, it's it, it's having that again, just looking at somebody and, and helping them relax. And it's sometimes hard for your birth partner to, to be aware of that because
0: they might also be feeling that way. And they're obviously not trained in any of this stuff. And this might be a first time experience for them too. So it's such a, yeah. such a lot for them to have that all of that responsibility. So having a doula there who can take some of that
1: pressure away is, yeah. I imagine, just invaluable. Yeah. And, I, and that's it. I think I've been a, a couple of times in, um, obscurely some people don't know what like some healthcare professionals don't know what a doula is so you can be I know honestly <laughs> the, that's quite shocking <laughs> it really shocking um most midwives do obviously but there's been a couple um I, I've I've been at theatre with a client and there was a a nurse in there theatre nurse and she was like sorry who are you I said I'm doula she went, what, what's that and I'm like okay this is um very interesting so um I, I think and I've been at births where people have like at home, if a midwife has been there and kind of going, sorry, who, who are you? And then like the clients have gone, the birth partner has gone, well, like, she's not just a neighbor. She's a doula. She knows what she's doing. And and most midwives then go, oh, brilliant. Cause I can now get back. And, and yeah. cause this client's fully supported. I just need to, she just needs to do the kind of the, the jobs that yeah. she to do. And then being present more when babies then actually come into the yeah. world. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it is having that confidence and having someone else there who knows yeah. your partner as not as well as you do, but your their intentions for birth yeah. and what their wishes are as much as yeah. you do. But actually, having a skill set as well to yeah. to guide that in that way. And I think I'm really my mindset is that I need I want to be up to date with kind of physiology, so kind of I can like help them get into the right positions. Whereas. A, a birth partner might know what that looks like because I can look and say right I think we're at this point now so let's yeah. change position whereas a birth partner doesn't no. they, they're not going to have that um and right, <laughs> rightly say they've got a lot the role of the birth partner is huge yeah. so I alleviate that um and allow them just to be that fully like immersive emotional yeah they should be um and I do the rest <laughs> basically yeah. Um, yeah no it's it's yeah it's invaluable isn't it have just having yeah. that
0: that extra person there that is knowledgeable and that you can trust that you feel comfortable with because as much as like how amazing would it be if we did and I know some like a lot of um places obviously this podcast it's listened to all over and I know that many places do have continuity of care models within their systems but we don't typically in the UK probably some places I think trial it um yeah. But like how, you know, that I guess it's taking that, isn't it? In an ideal world, we would have the same midwife throughout our whole pregnancy and throughout our birth and, and postnatally. But as we know, just we don't. Um, so it's, it's, it's having that. And as you said, like taking the, a bit of pressure away from those midwives who are so stretched. Yeah. Like they, you know, there are not enough midwives. They are so stretched. Their, their jobs are hectic at the moment so it is I'm sure they are delighted most
1: of them to see a doula in yeah. the room and I think I've I found that home birth midwives tend to be way more delighted yeah I can imagine <laughs> because they understand the role usually better because they see birth in a more physiological way. Yeah. They see the benefits of that doula because of that continuity. They tend to have more continuity as a home birth team because they are, they generally, there's only a few that will cover that area. So the likelihood is they'll, should get one of those. You will see yeah. the same. Yeah. Yeah. You might not. You can't guarantee it, but the likelihood is higher. Yeah. Um, whereas in kind of a hospital setting, that can be yeah that, that, that can be more complex and obviously them there's a lot more policies and procedures that um that they kind of try and suggest is like they have to do things and I then become a bit more of a barrier there so it, it the role that I have changes so you might find that yeah the I might look more like a hindrance to some midwives because yeah. actually I'm not there going, yes, do what you want to my client. I'm there going, That's not absolutely necessary, is it? So and yeah. she that so we're not gonna do that. Whereas so intervention so less likely at home. So they yeah. see the benefit and they see that actually because a doula's there, intervention's less likely. Yeah. Because they feel safe, they feel supported. Um it's it the difference that a doula can make is 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 huge. It can it can reduce so much intervention. It's it's yeah. If it doesn't, if intervention has to happen, it can delay it till it's absolutely necessary, rather than leading to a cascade of intent. Yeah. Um, so the, I think I think midwives are definitely, especially ones that don't work with doulas as much, they're definitely seeing the the benefit uh, yeah. more. A lot of midwives go say to me, "You're doing the job that I want to do." Oh, that's so hard, isn't it? So hard to hear. Like, it's hard. Yeah, really hard. I can uh, imagine. I can
0: like I can imagine it as well. That that is what they've trained to do like that ideally that's what they want to do and
1: yeah that must yeah, be with the notes, typing up writing up their notes and inputting into the computer and stuff and I'm there supporting breastfeeding like yeah. I'm there it, it's giving that like yeah fueling them post-birth and giving that emotional reassurance. Yeah. what they want to do they just often don't have the time to do it and the, or the capacity to do it the way that I can um so yeah that the, there is that little bit it's sad it is sad it's
0: sad it is but I it's un- like I can see it I can and t- to be fair I like years ago I always thought oh I'd love to be a midwife like, it was always kind of something that I always thought and my mother-in-law used to be a midwife for many many years and I always thought oh, I'd love to be a midwife and then I think the more that you become aware of how the system is the more I started thinking oh I don't, I wouldn't want to do that a doula sounds like a like a really great like place to be because you are not like governed by this big system and it's what you yeah supporting supporting people and that's why people train ideally as a midwife is to be that support so yeah it's it's sad that that's the way it is so what would you say your favorite thing is about being a doula?
1: I find this really, really hard to answer. And um, it, I was I was reading a post the other day on Instagram and it was kind of saying, one of the questions you should ask a dealer in an interview is, what their favorite thing about a doula is? Why should they be, why? Right. Yeah, why did you train to become a dealer? What's your favorite thing? And I sit there and I and I have to like work really hard because, I mean, I've gone from being in a secondary school teacher for 12 years to, to doing this. So I'm now in a job that I genuinely hand and heart adore it is uh, I, I don't actually can oh. never point out how like how much I love this job and but then I, this is what clients have said like the passion comes through and yeah. I think then I've sit and realized it's actually I'm a people person I love supporting people I like I love how kind of helping people get what where they want to get to and it's not they always a lot of the time think that it's because of me and it's not it's because I've let I've I've yeah. given them in I don't shouldn't have to give anyone permission but they they find their own power and their confidence in themselves and I I just adore the relationships I have with my clients okay. like I I'm still in touch with clients from like my my first ever client I she bless her she sent me a little card on independent um on International Women's Day oh, that's yeah so nice. I know so it, I think you're it such
0: is- a huge part of their journey they will never ever forget you like you don't even I'm- really forget your midwife and they're only there usually for the actual kind of a part of the birth maybe you know having yeah. that that person like they you'll always yeah be such a a huge part of
1: their life it's it's no, a massive no, deal absolutely and I don't think nothing will ever take uh watching a baby come into this world is just pure magic and um, nothing is and I'm so like privileged that I get to do that yeah. all the time and it's just it is absolutely magical um so that is incredible part of my job and one of my favorite favorite things but I think yeah I think when then I unpick it all so I love like getting to know them I love watching the birth but then it's seeing their strength as a as a parent they they've they go into that parenthood positively that I think is the best thing about being a doula is that you kind of you know that after they get support 12 weeks but they know that they're okay and I can, yeah. I, I don't, I'll never, I never, I like, I say I walk away because, but I don't listen. You're always there. Yeah. I'm always there. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't have the best kind of like business model in terms <laughs> of boundaries for that. But um, it's hard though. I struggle
0: with things like that. It's hard because, so hard. You're, you're, they're, you know, they're a safe person, aren't you? So it's hard yeah. to kind of cut that relationship. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, but I know that I, they've got the skills and the support and, and the power to, for me to step back and they can carry they can do this and I think that is what ultimately I feel i'm I'm doing this job for is to yeah. provide a space where where my clients can grow as a pregnant person through to a parent yeah and 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 own it like absolutely own it and feel confident and then take those choices as they go through parenthood confidently as well because we doubt ourselves so much but I think when you've got that continuity and you've had that support and you feel your own power, you then get, you're able to continue that through parenthood and and know that you're doing the right things and, and trust your judgment and your instincts. And I think that knowing that I can walk away and they have that, it's not me that's giving it to them. Now They found it, haven't they? Found it. And I feel that I've, that gives me that sense of, uh, okay, they they're safe and I can, I can, walk yeah. away. um, um, so probably, I would probably say that's the fate, my favorite thing about, yeah. about it, but, but it's tough. It's such a, <laughs> it is, well, it's yeah. so
0: rewarding. I can imagine it's just so incredibly rewarding and and you will remember each birth as well. Like, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll always remember them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, one birth was, I was with the client for, I mean, I was with the client for a while, but I was only with her an hour and a half before she gave birth. And then other clients have been with them for like 20 odd hours and yeah. I can and that's the thing is when we debrief the birth they'll often ask me questions because they'll go what happened at that point point?" and I'm there to kind of fill in the gaps, yeah which is really nice because they might go did they actually say this and I'll be like yes and this is what happened or yeah. kind of it, it they you do have gaps that you might need yeah. filling and and actually my version is their version whereas sometimes you have a birth debrief and your version yeah. is very different to the healthcare professionals okay. version whereas they know that my version is their version as well so yeah yeah it's it, it's just it's it is incredible I, I don't know how I've gone this far without doing it to be honest yeah
0: I know I know it's it's such a once you start doing it I imagine it's such a rewarding rewarding thing that you can't imagine yeah why why yeah. you haven't done it before
1: I think sometimes that it's easy then to you, you can sit there and go hold on a minute I love this it's amazing but the the battles that you might have to, I've been, I've not had to battle too much yet, but uh, I think if there's, I mean, I've got clients coming up, which I know I'm going to have to be a bit more. Yeah. You're going
0: to have harder days for sure. You know, it's
1: not all. No, it's not all. (laughs) It's not all rainbows. (laughs) But it's not all rainbows. (laughs) Um, But my job is to protect my clients so that they're, they're still feeling the rainbows and I'm the one that's taking those storms. Yeah. That's great. That's so beneficial for
0: them. Yeah. So what in terms of so final question for you. How is a doula beneficial? Like what are the benefits to the client? And I know we've probably have, as we've talked, discussed many of these things anyway in passing, but what would you say are like the main benefits for somebody that is, you know, about to give birth?
1: As we said, I think the biggest one's continuity, as we've said a million times, because yeah you and you've got someone who you can literally I have clients that go I bought this for the baby do you think it's okay or how many these do you think I need and it is like it, it, it's little yeah. like that or I've just had a midwife appointment and they've said this I'm not quite sure like can we just have a quick chat and it is someone who you can go right they've got support through pregnancy but then it, I think it's knowing that you're more likely to going to get your the birth that you want and even if it's not the birth that you want you're going to come out of it more positively because you know that you've had someone to allow you to make choices allow you to keep control and allow you to um feel po- more positively about the birth and we know statistically like there's obviously different articles that give you the statistics in terms of things like reduction of cesarean so by 50% and and that there is t- There has been times where I've been with clients, and cesarean's been option and uh, offered, and it, we've not, we haven't had to go down that path. But there are times when we have had to. But mm. again, it's knowing that, that we c- I can sit with them and say, "Well, this is what's happening. This is what they're suggesting. They can do this. They can do this. That likely will lead to that cesarean." So this is a chance now where you get to make and keep control. So I think that is something that's that's really beneficial for clients because they know that they're not going to be blindsided by information and sometimes gaslit with information and how things are articulated to you make you feel like you've got no choice or choice is yours but if you make a choice that's wrong you are putting yourself and your baby at harm and it's hard to not able not do that not allow that um but yeah there's a lot there's there's loads of like like i said like reductions that doulas can provide things like 40% 40% reduction in um, use of epidural or kind of 30% reduction in forceps. So we know that there's those kind of physiological benefits, but I think it's that constant reassurance throughout birth, uh, pregnancy and birth. It's someone who can hold you or someone who can hold your space, someone who can who who knows the system, but also knows you and is separate from the system. So can yeah. act in a way that's increasing your, Likelihood of success for your birth. And again, I'm, I'm not saying success is in vaginal birth without pain relief. I'm saying success in terms of that birth experience that you feel positive yeah. about. And that's going to be different for everyone. I just, I, it's, it is tough because I feel like the benefits are, I know them because I see them. Yeah. And to articulate that outward is difficult because it's different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the biggest benefits is having someone, yeah, having someone in your corner, someone who can protect your space, someone who knows you, yeah. somebody who um know, knows the system and can kind of anticipate kind of what's happening. And someone who is literally present. It's the presence of someone who you feel safe with can make just yeah. masses, masses of difference. I mean, I've written all these benefits down on numerous posts and on my blog yeah. and like that. So, like, yeah. it's all there. I just... I find it really difficult to articulate because I I look at each birth that I've attended and know that the benefits have been different.
0: And everyone's yeah, everyone's going to have different sets of benefits. And I feel like if people are at the point where they're considering a doula, they probably already know and are aware of the massive benefits of having one, yeah. which is great. Um, where can people find you? So you just talked about your blog and your social media. Can you? Um, I mean, I'll leave I'll leave links in yeah. the description. But can you just let people know where they can easily find you and follow you?
1: yeah so on um social media it's birthhood uk so both on facebook and on instagram and there's links to my website and things like that but my website is <laughs> www.birth-hood.co.uk um and there's loads of information and that's where my my blog's on there And when there's a few posts there's one about, about doulas on there which might be quite handy for people kind of to have a look at and yes yeah, so, so yeah come and give me a follow on on social media and ask me questions um I'm, I'm kind of like pretty much present all the time. <laughs> Again, boundaries, what's going
0: on? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my gosh, it's so hard to switch off. I actually was like, I might start deleting my Instagram app at the weekend <laughs> just so that I have like a, a switch off from, from my, my business Instagram. Yeah. It's so hard, isn't it? You just feel like you have to answer things straight away. But thank you so much. That's been so interesting. Um, how amazing. And yeah, like, I know that so many people are going to find all of this information that you've given them really really helpful and I would recommend yeah giving you a follow finding out a little bit more and of course always asking questions which is what we encourage people to do so thank you so much Leanne and I will see you soon you're so welcome thank you very much a big thank you to Leanne for coming on and sharing all of her wisdom as I mentioned I'll leave all of her details on how you can follow her and find her in the show notes If you guys are interested in any of my courses, I'll also leave all of the details in the show notes as well. And as always, if you enjoy the podcast, I'd love it if you could rate and review it as it always helps. And it helps me as well just to get a bit of feedback. So thank you guys so much. I will see you in two weeks time with a brand new episode.